you have your Bibles want to turn, or you can follow, of course, along the screen with us tonight. Uh, I've got a lot of scripture tonight. I, I feel like I can still be timely with it, uh, but uh, I'm going to finish this lesson tonight. So uh, if it goes a, a, a little bit past eight, don't tune me out. <laughs> Let's listen it up. Acts chapter one and verse eight. Or everybody probably quote that right off the top of their head. But ye shall receive power. Somebody say power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above. All that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now tonight I want to, I'm going to teach tonight on this and try to take my time to get it to us. Tonight I want to teach on this thought, the power of love. The power of love. And you'll see where I'm going in just a moment. Let's pray for the lesson. Jesus, we thank you for your word tonight. Oh God, let us be changed by it. Let us be made better by it, Lord. Let us learn to to understand it and know it and live it. Lord, I believe your word is power. Lord, tonight we're just going to stand by faith on your word. We're going to be a better church. We're going to be a powerful church. We're going to be a loving church in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand and a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for being uh, in the house of the Lord. When we start quoting Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, uh, you know, that's the power is where we go, man. That's, uh, we love the power. Uh, we, we talk about that when we're going through situations, when there's trials and tests, if there's things we're going to be facing. We, uh, hey, we're born again and we have power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon us. Well, the Holy Ghost is exciting. When it came into this world, when it was poured out, it, was, it came with the sound of a rushing mighty wind. Cloven tongues like fire that were visible sat upon each one of them, and then they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance, and the whole city of Jerusalem was turned upside down by this event. And, of course, Peter preached that this is that that was prophesied what an exciting time to witness the fulfillment of that prophecy that no doubt many of these uh, Jews had heard preached over and over again in the synagogue. When we get into that Holy Ghost state, it ignites our services. It gets us excited, makes us run, makes us roll, makes us dance, makes us shout, uh, gives us chill bumps, makes us feel real good. The Bible says the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. Uh, there's no feeling like the feeling of the Spirit of the Lord taking over and you begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. But there is something, you know, that we try to warn people a lot of times, especially the church, that we do not want to forget what the Scripture also says about the Holy Ghost. Now, I have said something before, and I will continue to say this uh, until we see it change. We look for 
signs and wonders and miracles, and we pray for things, and sometimes we, we just don't see it happen like we thought it would happen, and, and we wonder why. Maybe we question our faith. Do I have enough faith? Am I not praying right? Am I asking amiss? What's going on with it? And God has not changed. God is still in the miracle working, desire-fulfilling business. He's still able to do anything He has ever done. So I've, I've often said, if, if it's not God that's changed and, or He hasn't lost any of His power, then what is it that we are or are not doing to see God move? Where are we handicapping ourselves to where we are being frustrated because we know that all things are possible to them that believe, yet we have not yet seen all things? Where's the switch that we need to flip so we can see these miracles? Now, it's not in more knowledge, and it's not in more education. And, hey, listen, we, we, know, we know about the oneness of the Godhead. We know about salvation being born of water and the Spirit. We believe in God's holiness. We believe in His moral character. We believe in living according to Scripture. We could quote Scripture. We can even live Scripture we know how to have good church. We know how to be faithful to prayer. We, you know, we, there are things that we have got down, and it's not in those things. But I do believe it is in unlocking something that we have. I believe that there's uh, something that we miss sometimes because we want to jump right to what our mind and our, our, our emotions, what we want, our desires are so hungry for something uh, to happen, something exciting, something powerful, something that will move us. And so when we start talking about we shall receive power, uh, sometimes we think just talking in tongues furiously is the power. Shouting and slinging our head around and running across the room, that's the power. And that ain't the power. That's the power. It, 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 it's moving you. And it's causing you to, to do some things. And there's nothing wrong with shouting and dancing and worshiping and even praying fervently. We ought to. But listen how uh, the Scripture also talks about the Holy Ghost. In Romans 5 and 5 it says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. That word love there, that's the agape love of God. So we receive the Holy Ghost. And when we receive the Holy Ghost, we, we're like, well, I shall receive power. But it says after the Holy Ghost comes on you. It's like after I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, there's something else there that comes with it. I received the Spirit of God, but now there are things we know that the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, that there's nine spiritual gifts, and all those gifts are accessible through the Holy Ghost. It's not just something that causes an earthquake and causes the doors to fly open and causes people to, to get excited, but there's something so much more real and so much more of God that comes with the Holy Ghost that sometimes we just simply miss it. Because we're all about the dynamite. We're all about the explosion. We're all about the fire. We're all about the tongues. We're all about the woo. And I love the woo. But I want it to be real. And I want to be able to use the power 
that God has given me through the Holy Ghost. See, I really want to see miracles and signs and wonders. And I really want to see the church be the body of Christ that it's called to be. And, and I want to see uh, the signs and wonders that we've read about come to pass. So when we receive the Holy Ghost, we get His divine nature. It's His, uh, the word uh, power there is, is dunamis. If, if you've read that, it, it is the power for miracles, but it is His divine nature, His inheritability that can fix, heal, and do anything that He needs to do. We get that. But now that we are filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost now works in us to manifest, distribute, and demonstrate not tongues, not chill bumps, not dance moves, but it demonstrates the love of God in us. Brother Arnold said it like this. He said, the Holy Ghost is the dispenser of the love of God in us. Why? Because if love doesn't govern us, we are wicked people with powerful weapons. That'll make you think. I know a lot of people that's got the Holy Ghost, but they're not letting the love of God loose. And they have hurt people and beat people and been mean to people and drove people away from the house of God. But the Holy Ghost is a dispenser of love of God in us. And if that love does not govern us, hello, it can't be just your knowledge. It can't be just your belief. It can't be your title. Mm -mm. If the love of God does not govern us, then we are simply wicked people with very powerful weapons. So let's look. Acts 1 and 8, it says, And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost or the dunamis. That same scripture, Ephesians 3 and 20, is according to the dunamis. It's the same word that worketh in us. So uh, it's not just the, it's, not, it's according to the tongues that work in us. It's according to the faith that works in us. It's according to the dunamis. It's according to all that God is. Listen, everything that God is to us, Savior, Deliverer, Healer, Helper, King of Kings. He's all those things. He's a provider. He's, you know, we, we talk about all the names and titles of God in the Scripture. He's all that. But what is he that everything flows from. 1 John 4 and 7 says, For love, or agape, is of God. The agape love is the unconditional love. And guess what? When we get the Holy Ghost, it don't come with a lesser form of love. It comes with the agape. So if we're having problems loving people, then we hadn't, access that part of the spirit yet we've been filled and talking in tongues and think that's it and and we find it hard to love people or love people in this world then it's a there's a problem with us locking up that uh, part of the spirit first john 4 and 8 says for god is love or agape everything flows from love when we receive the Holy Ghost, we get the inherent ability of God. We get what God is. We get the love of God. For the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. There's no different 
function, a thing going on. When the Holy Ghost, when we're baptized in the Holy Ghost, this is what happens. The Holy Ghost is shed abroad, or the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And it, as we think in our hearts, so are we. Out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks. Our words, our actions, and who we are are now governed by the love of God. I'm getting somewhere, though, about the power. In Galatians 5 and 22, there's a, and I didn't give you this, I don't think, sis, but because uh, I wrote this in real small while I was restudying again. But when it starts to list the fruit of the Spirit, right off the bat, but the fruit of the Spirit, which we are baptized in, which we are filled with, and we shall receive dunamis after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. And so, but the fruit of the Spirit is, number one, it's love, agape. It's, it's that. The fruit of the Spirit is agape. And then joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, uh, meekness, and temperance, and all the other things that come on past that. Listen, if you're having a problem with joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, then you got a love problem. Because everything else, nothing else comes out for us outside of God. And God is love. And love is of God. Agape is of God. And, and God is agape. And love, number one, the fruit of the Spirit, first off, is love because that's who God is. And God is that Spirit. And so if we're having trouble with joy, Hey, that, and, 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 or if we think we have joy or we're trying to find peace and long-suffering in this world, then we're trying to find it without God. But when we get the Holy Ghost and when we're baptized and the love of God is shed abroad in our heart, then we get joy unspeakable and full of glory. We have the peace of God that passes all understanding. We learn to be long-suffering. That's what God is. God's gentle. God is good. And look, faith, even your faith suffers. This is going to be important to remember because faith is part of the, the message tonight. Faith suffers without love. I can tell you this, your faith, you can believe it or not, I'm going to prove it to you in a minute, your faith won't work without love. Oh no, I can believe anything. Your faith won't work without love. Without the agape, without the unconditional love of God. If you got the Holy Ghost, you really got the Holy Ghost, then you will have the agape of God. You will have that. And that's more than just uh, sweetheart roses and valentines. That's more than just little hearts floating around, things like that. This is the unconditional love of God. This is the love that saved you and me. This is the love that He has for us. God, uh, the agape of God... God is agape, is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Now, everything that you can list that God is is because He loves. In other words, God does what He does by love, through love, because He loves. Deuteronomy 7, 7 and 8, when he was, uh, they were talking about His people Israel, He said, The Lord did not set His love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people, for you were the fewest of all people but because the Lord loved you and because He would keep the oath which He had sworn to your fathers, has the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh and king of Egypt. He did it because He loved you. And then, of course, Jeremiah, a very familiar scripture, 31 and 3, the Lord said, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. 
God loves his people. For God so loved the world, he gave. It was through love. The Bible tells us whom the Lord loves, he chastens. What God does, whether it's uh, very pleasant to us or maybe not so pleasant to us, he does it through love. So Savior, Deliverer, Healer, Helper, Provider, Comforter, it's all because He loves. Aren't you thankful for the love of God? Well, what's that mean to you and me as the church? Now, remember Acts 1 and 8. For you shall receive power, the dunamis, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And in Ephesians 3, 20, that the miracles are coming according to the power that worketh in us or the dunamis that worketh in us. Now, Galatians 5 and 6 says this, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. The word love there is agape. Your faith is no good without agape. Your faith will not work without love. The power to release miracles in our life is the power of love. So when he says that uh, unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power, so we think he's talking about faith. But faith doesn't work without love. It's not the faith, it's the love that makes it work. Because we're going to be like God. And everything God did, He did through love. When He delivered us and saved us, when He protects us and provides for us, when He uh, called us out of darkness into His marvelous light, He did all this through love. And now we have received the Holy Ghost, or the, and, the, and along with that, the dunamis, the love of God is now shed abroad in our hearts, the agape. And now we've got power to see things uh, come to pass that we've never saw come to pass. But if we're having uh, problems in our faith, most likely it's not our faith because we believe what God can do, but our love may not be where it needs to be. Hello. I'm not talking about the kind of love that uh, men know and that humanity knows. I'm not talking about the, the, the filio, which is the friendship, and the uh, stargate, which is the... Uh, family love, and then uh, the eros, which is the erotic love. That's all love that, that uh, humans experience, and it's all conditional. But the agape love is unconditional. The agape love uh, is, I'm going to love God. He's gonna lo- he loved me first. I'm going to love Him. He agaped me. I'm going to agape Him. Yeah. But then I'm going to agape you. Yeah, I'm going to love you no matter what you're going through. No matter what happens in your life, no matter how old we get, no matter if we have a falling out, I'm going to love you because I have to. I can't change the form of love that the Holy Ghost gave me. If I really have the Spirit of God in me, then the love of God, which is the agape, the unconditional, it's shed abroad in my heart. And if I am unloosing that, if I'm letting that out, hey, let me tell you, I'm going to love people when they're unlovable, and so will you. That means you'll love me when I'm unlovable. That means you'll love me when I preach things that make your toes hurt. Yeah. When it sounds like, whoo, pastor, ouch. 
But you know, I love you. I agape you. And I'm trying to see something work in your life. And guess what? You say, well, faith comes by hearing him by the words of the preacher's preaching. But if he's not preaching with agape, he's not giving you a work in faith. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. How can they hear without a preacher? Well, let me tell you something. They can hear all day long and say, I'm never going back to that church. I'll never believe like that because he did not preach it with the agape. But if he will preach it with the agape, now he has given you a working faith. He has gave you a faith that can move mountains. He has gave you a faith that can love the unlovable. He's given you faith so you can forgive people. Hey, you know it takes faith to forgive people. We say, well, it takes, it takes love. Yeah. And that love, you know what it does? It energizes your faith. So you can forgive people and be like God. God can forgive anything. Why can't we? Maybe it's a love issue. Maybe we haven't uh, loosed that agape love in our life. And so, uh, so faith worketh by love or agape. That's why in the fruit of the Spirit where you see love first and on down the line you see faith. If the agape is not there, none of the other stuff matters. If faith without works is dead, it's most likely, it didn't say you didn't have faith, it just said faith without works is dead. The reason it's not working, there ain't no love there. People want to know you love them. Especially if they're coming to a church. If they're coming to worship God with you, they'd like to know that the people they're worshiping with love them. And you know what? Here's the thing. Is that faith uh, at the beginning, it's just like the faith for us to be saved. By grace through faith are you saved. Well, he loved me first. You know what your agape love will do? It will connect with somebody's need. Just like when I came to God needing uh, forgiveness of sins and, and needing Him to, to love me and, and to help me. You know what drew me to Him? I was horrible. I was awful. I was unworthy. But I could feel the agape, and it worked. And now uh, I reciprocated it, and I loved Him. He loved me. I loved Him. But, but you know what helps in the church body? Is that when you go to pray for somebody, if you don't care about them, don't even waste your time praying. If you don't love that person, I'm talking about a God. I'm not talking about you fixing it. You got to propose to everybody you're going to pray for or give them a Valentine. I'm talking about if you don't have the love of God for that individual, when you pray for them, they won't feel nothing. But if you walk up to them with the love of God, and you begin to tell them how much Jesus agapes them, and that need that's inside of them, it connects with that love, and then your faith is activated because the love you have inside of you, faith works by love. That's where we're going to see healings and miracles and signs and wonders, but we will not get anywhere. We will tire ourselves out. We will pray ourselves to a frazzle if we don't start letting love loose when we pray. We have got to have the love of God because it's the power of love that brings miracles. Greatest miracle ever was our salvation, our redemption, and it was brought to us by love. In that scripture where he said, faith worketh by love, the word worketh is the word energio, which means energy, where we get the word energy. 
In other words, the faith that we need for the miraculous is energized by love or by agape. The faith we need for the miraculous is energized by love, by the agape which we receive when we receive the Holy Ghost, the dunamis, the power is the agape that works in us. That's why uh, the greatest of these is love. You know why he can do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think when we have that agape? Because you can't limit the love of God. The love of God reaches so far. It reaches down to the darkest, deepest hell to save people. It can bring people out of the sick beds. It can bring them out of uh, jail houses. It can do all kinds of things. And so when we receive the Holy Ghost, we get that, that ability, that inherent trait of God. And, that, and number one, first and foremost, before He was a creator, He was love. He was always God. In the beginning was God, God's love. Before he ever said, let there be light, there was love. Yeah. Before there was any uh, seas, before there were any birds, before there were any animals, before there was Adam, there was love. God loved and God created. We don't need more power. Oh, God, give me more power. Give me more power. We don't need more power. We have the power. We just need to unlock it. If you had a car with an 800 horsepower engine, it can be held captive by a dead battery. Everything there it needs to, to turn that kind of power. And all it takes is a dead battery to stop it. We can have faith to move mountains, but it just takes no love to stop it. We can have all the head knowledge. We can quote every scripture we need to quote. And that lack of love will stop the miraculous. It'll stop your service. It'll, it'll dry your service up. Let me tell you, you want to go, go somewhere where there's dead church? Ain't no love. That's a fact. Where there is no love, things are dead. And so uh, when that's, I think, God, that people walk in here and say, man, I just felt the love of God when I walked in. Thank you, Jesus. And why shouldn't they? If there's a room full of Holy Ghost-filled people, the first thing they ought to feel is the love of God because it comes with the Holy Ghost. It's shed abroad in our hearts. And so if it's in our hearts, we ought to be speaking it. Hey, I love you, brother. I love you, sis. Glad to have you there. We're so glad you're here. Can I pray for you? You know God loves you. God, you know, we're, when we're encouraging people, yeah, when you're speaking faith to people, Make sure that you're doing it in love because we have knowledge and we have doctrine and we have church and we have faith, but something else is draining our power, which is our love or our agape. Jesus warned us in the last days of this, in this statement. He said in Matthew 24 and 12, and because iniquity shall abound, the agape of many shall wax cold. He's not writing that to worldly people. They don't know what the love of God is. He's not writing that to people that's unregenerated. They've been filled with the Holy Ghost. He's saying the people who have the agape, who have been filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, because iniquity shall abound, the agape of many shall wax cold. You know what that means? There's going to be some dead church going on. There's going to be a lack of miracles and lack of signs and wonders. There's going to be a lack of people coming home if we don't pay attention and don't let this world 
cool our love off. You cannot let what's happening in the world cause your agape to wax cold. Oh, I, that, that, oh, it's a lot easier than you think. If you get too political, your agape will wax cold. If you get too political, you start hating people. You start hating the other side of the aisle. You get too caught up in the things of the world, you start hating people in other countries. Hey, I know that uh, we don't like war. We don't like people shooting at our soldiers and things like that. But be careful that you don't let a hate for people consume you. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm a patriot. I'm a patriot. I'm Holy Ghost Fields, what I know. I love this country. And I thank God for this country. But I won't let even this country cause me to go to hell. God ain't a patriot. And God ain't American. He's God of everything. So don't be tell all oh, brother is against our country. I'm not against our country. I'm for God, and I'm for the love of God. And guess what? God can even save and fill with the Holy Ghost those people that were shooting missiles. Oh boy, come on, somebody! Mercy, it's the truth. You know what? The Bible said, love your enemies. I can do everything but that. No, you can't do that. You, you won't do that. Two, two whole different things. We are called to love people. We are called to show the love of God. We think we've got to get up and preach some kind of great conference message every week. That We've got to get up and, and put on a show for everybody every week to make things happen. If we would just be the church and show the love of God, you couldn't stop. You ain't got a building big enough to hold the people that are hungry for the real love of God. Because it's that real love of God that will change people. And so don't let what's going on in this world when people, you know, oh, they're attacking this and attacking that and they're saying this. and they're, Hey, I know this world is loose. I know this world is liberal. I know they'd rather see the church just wiped out. I know all of that. But don't you hate nobody. I think it was uh, uh, Dr. King that said, don't let any man drag you low enough to make you hate him. Yeah. Don't ever, don't let nothing drag you so low that you find yourself hating people. I don't care what they've done. Don't find yourself hating people. That's why uh, to prevent these things, the scripture says for you and I to pray in the Holy Ghost. Ain't that what it says? We need to pray in the Holy Ghost. In the scripture, three different times, we are told to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Three different times we are told to love our neighbor as ourselves. And 20 times we are told to love one another. That covers everybody. He said, now, you shall receive power, dunamis, which is that agape love of God. You're going to receive that after the Holy Ghost comes on you. Then you'll be witnesses because you ain't going to be good for nothing without that. You can never be a real witness for God without the agape because that's who he is. He said, then you'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, all around this world. There won't be nowhere that covers everybody. You can't be telling people, oh, hey, look, for the Holy Ghost, 
you, you, it will come upon you. The promise is unto you and to your children and all who are far off. That don't just mean everybody that's in these 50 states. That means all over this world, people that are right now not like us, people that right now they don't even believe our God, can still be filled with the Holy Ghost if they don't abide in unbelief, but they're not ever going to believe if somebody don't show the love of God to them. We cannot win anybody by hating them. you got to love them. And we're not going to see all the miracles we want to see happen if we lock that love up inside of us. We've got to let that love out. John 13, 35 is our billboard. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have agape one to another. That's how the world knows who we are. They can't tell you that you anybody without that. And hey, why would they want to come in here and if they can't see us loving one another? If the, they see that the church can't even love each other, what in the world would you think they would ever want to come here for? If, hey, if, let me tell you this. If somebody, if you uh, got a little upset and you got a little problem, you, you sitting around talking about how awful your church is, why would you think anybody's going to ever want to come there? Because then when you get back in line, you're like, hey, you want to come to church with me? Uh-uh, not after all the things you said about your church. Hey, your church might not be perfect. It's full of people. But it's your church. And I've already said this before, that if we would learn to love the body that we're in and take care of it, if we would agape our church, we wouldn't have to worry about people backsliding. We wouldn't have to be worrying about fighting and church splits and things like that. Churches wouldn't be shutting down. They'd just be growing. Love, agape one another. And that love is the energy of our faith. If faith without works is dead, I said it earlier, then it could be a lack of agape because it has nothing to power it. He didn't say uh, you don't have faith. You just can't do nothing with it. It's sad. Well, I believe, but I never see nothing happen. We need to get our love where it needs to be. Our conversion, our faith was energized by the agape that we felt from God. Now, if we don't have the love of God, this world will know it. You know why? Because we'll be just like them. If we don't have the love of God, they're going to know it because they're going, hey, we're just alike. But when you have that love of God, they realize something's different. Now, everybody don't respond to love correctly, and they may not respond to, because everybody don't come to God, but he loves everybody. So everybody doesn't respond to agape in the right way. Some come to him, some run away. And it might happen when you're talking to people and sharing the love of God. They may not come running right away. They may run off. But it's still, you've got to let it out. That power. You can't just say it's faith. You can't just say it's belief. The scripture is showing us the principle right here. That the power to get things done comes through love. We must, first commandment, we must love Him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's, that's key. That's number one. But then that second one is like to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. You've got to do that. And when we have that love, it will energize our faith in a way we've never, you know, because I'm not saying when we have faith, we believe. 
We might even believe that he can do anything. But a dead battery won't start a car. And no love won't kickstart that faith. You can't shout loud enough. You can't sing loud enough. You can't pray loud enough to kickstart that faith. You've got to have love. There's an example in the scripture uh, I was thinking about today that uh, and I won't go and just read all of it, but in 1 Kings chapter 4, the first six verses, great miracle. There's a woman who comes, uh, she's a widow, and the creditors are come to take her children. And she comes to the prophet, she's like, you know, I'm in trouble, I need some help. You know, I don't, my husband's not here, they're going to take my kids away. And what do you think motivated her to go find this man of God? The love for her children. So he said, what have you got in your house? I got nothing but a pot of oil. Then go borrow vessels, not a few, get as many as you can get, come back in, and then start pouring out into the vessels until they're all full. Now, she's got to think, now she, if she just had faith, she'd say, that's ridiculous. Because there's no way this one little pot of oil could do anything with these 68 vessels I have here. But because she loved her kids, she obeyed the man of God. She, that, that love for her children energized her faith, and she sent them out, and they got those pots. And you know what she did? She took that one thing she had, took the lid off of it, and started pouring. And she filled it and kept pouring until there were no more vessels to pour into. She paid off the debt, and her and her kids lived on the rest of it. That miracle came because of faith, but her faith was energized by her love that she had for her kids, and she saw the miracle. I'm telling you, folks, when we are motivated by love and nothing else, we cannot say, well, I want to pray for somebody so they can get healed. So people say, wow, when he prays for you, they get healed. If you're trying to work a miracle so somebody can say, look what he can do. If you're trying to uh, interpret a message in tongues so people can say, look what they can do. If you're doing anything else besides love being the motivation, you're out of order with God. I am not here to be a, a pleaser of men, but I'm trying to please God. And so I'm not going to uh, say something. I I'm not going to say, thus saith the Lord, just so I can say, woo, prophet. I, hey, I don't ever have to say that again if the Lord don't, don't uh, want me to do that. That's fine. I'm not going to do anything just so somebody can say, wow, look what he did. I want them to see the love of God in everything that I do. Man, if our, they, all of our choir's not in here, but if they was in here, I'd tell them, you need to sing with the love of God. You need to play these instruments with the love of God. You need to work that media and that soundboard with the love of God. You need to greet people in the foyer with the love of God. Uh, regeneration, whatever you do, you need to do it with the love of God. Our college kids, they need to do all they do with the love of God. Because without love, it won't add up to anything. My pastor was so big on this topic. He preached the love of God, showed the love of God. and He would say it many times. He said, without the love of God, we won't accomplish anything. It won't matter. And it's the truth. Without love, it won't work. He said, well, I got big faith. Not if you ain't got love, you don't. If you don't have faith, you ain't got, uh, one old saying said, you ain't got diddly squat. You ain't got nothing. 
in the uh, miracles that you read that Jesus performed in the Gospels, um, almost every time you will see the words that he was moved with compassion. Jesus had compassion. When he saw the multitude in the desert, he had compassion. And then he blessed them and fed all of them. There was a, in the book of Luke, there was a widow woman and her son. They were carrying him out, uh, having, having the funeral, carrying him out. And she was weeping. And Jesus said, don't, he had compassion, said, don't weep. Went over there, touched the kid, raised him from the dead and passed him off. Compassion. He was moved with compassion. And he healed people, raised the dead. He fed multitudes. There's so much we can do if we will just have compassion on people. Passion. Uh, Jude chapter 1, or oh, I guess it's only 1, Jude 1 20 says, listen, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, just hold this scripture before we jump to the next one. You build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You see how faith in the Spirit, because the Spirit of God lets that love of God out. It it dispenses the love of God. You're going to get your faith where it needs to be by praying in the Holy Ghost, because when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, it's just dumping out love. It's dispensing love, the love of God. Now, what makes our faith work? Love. You know, so when I'm praying... People say, well, I, you know, I just, I, I just pray in, in the Holy Ghost ever, ever so often. You know, I don't really, you know, I got it six years ago. I haven't really prayed in the Holy Ghost since then. Oh, my. You ought to try to pray in the Holy Ghost every day. Yeah. Because when you uh, pray in the Holy Ghost, you are building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Things are going to start working because you've been, every time you're praying in the Holy Ghost, it's just pouring out the love of God. For the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. Through the Holy Ghost. And then, you know what you start doing? You start speaking things because you believe it. I believe, therefore have I spoken. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. The Holy Ghost has poured out this love, and it's got, I mean, it's energy. It ain't a bunch of little, uh, little cupids flying around in your heart and little birds tweeting around your head and things like that. But it's like an energy yeah. that's saying, let's pray for somebody. Yeah. Let's reach somebody. Let's teach a Bible study. Let's preach a message. Let's go on missions. Let's help the homeless. What well, something? It's trying to get you to activate your faith. Or it's a sad state of affairs when you have a desire but you have nothing to energize. It's just like I'd love to run to town, but my, I'm using this dead battery thing a lot, ain't I? But I got a dead battery. Can't go nowhere. The desire to go is there. But I can't go because the battery's dead. And oh, I'd love to pray for somebody, but I just got no energy to do it. I don't have nothing behind it. I want the, the energizing power. And so after this, he, he goes ahead and lets us uh, hit 21. He says, so keep yourselves in the agape of God. So pray it in the Holy Ghost. Uh, you're building up yourself on your most holy face. Faith, prayed in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the agape of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and then, and of some have compassion, making a difference. All he's telling them is, listen, that Holy Ghost is so important because it's going to pour out the love of God in your life. That's going to energize your faith. That's going to make things happen. He said, keep yourself 
in the agape of God, in the love of God, or you're not going to have power to activate your faith. You have nothing to energize your prayers. I need the love of God. In Ephesians chapter 3, you know, we read 3 and 20, but let's back up to 17 and read through and see what it says. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and that ye, being rooted and grounded in agape. So many times we want to be rooted in truth, grounded in truth. Hey, we got truth. We got knowledge of the Scripture. We know that here, O Israel, there's one God. We know it. We know Acts 2.38. We know what it says about uh, salvation and things like that. We've got that down. But he said, you need to be rooted and grounded in love. We are trees of righteousness. That's what Scripture says. And uh, even Psalm 1 talks, refers to us as being like trees planted by the rivers of water. And, and so if we have got our roots in the agape, if that's where we're being fed from, man, nothing is going to be impossible. See, we're, we're rooted and grounded in agape. We can be rooted and grounded in knowledge, and all we'll do is debate people and try to convince people. But if we are rooted and grounded in love, we're going to feed people, bless people, help people, and save people. People will be converted. People will be changed. People will come to God when we are rooted and grounded in love. When the agape is what's feeding us, that's where the fruit comes from, the fruit of the Spirit. You know how a, a tree that bears fruit, you know where it's getting all this, if the, if the root system's bad, the fruit's going to be bad. But when we are rooted in, remember in the fruit of the Spirit, number one, it was love. Rooted in, so everything else flows out of that. We're going to bear the right kind of fruit when we're rooted and grounded in love, in the agape. We're going to be the church. Hey, what's love got to do with it, the old song said? It's got everything to do with it. I know I ain't got Tina Turner's legs, but... I, But the, song, the question in that song is, what's love got to do with it? Well, love's got everything to do with it when it comes to serving God. Yes. If we don't have the love of God, we ain't got nothing. Uh, we, we just got a club. Yeah. We got some hype. We got some emotion. But eventually, people are going to start looking for love. Right. They got to have the agape, the love of God. So he said that Christ may dwell in your hearts. Where does the Holy Ghost shed abroad the love of God? In our hearts. Being rooted, grounded love, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, height, and to know the agape of Christ which passeth knowledge and that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So the love, the agape, passes knowledge. In other words, I guess you can be full of knowledge but not be filled with the fullness of God. So you can have all the education, all the book sense, all the knowledge, all the degrees, all the titles, and still not have all the fullness of God because you lack the agape. And then he sums it up saying, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Well, what power is he talking about? He's talking about the power of love. Because it ain't just faith, because faith without love, it ain't working. There ain't no energy. Faith worketh by love. So 
Because we'll say that when we preach this, we've done it. We say, that, that's it. If you'll just have faith, that's the power that works in us. No. The power is the love. That faith is the vessel that it uses to get things done. And so I want to make sure that I am rooted and grounded in love so I can comprehend. So you, when that love's flowing through you, you'll start understanding Every direction this thing flows. He said, you'll know the, the, the breadth, you'll know the length, you'll know the depth and height. You'll, you'll know all about serving God when that love's there. You don't know a whole lot about serving God if you don't know about the love of God. It's powerful, I'm telling you. It's powerful. It's more than just, oh, it makes me cry. It should make you cry. Oh, it gives me just such a warm feeling. Well, it should. It ought to give you feelings. But it ought to energize you. Because if I have the love of God, I'm going to see the world like He sees the world. I'll see every individual like He sees every individual. I'll see every opportunity as He sees every opportunity. Hello. I'll see every church service the way He sees every church service. Mmm. Because he sees every church service as an opportunity to do something. Because there's two or more gathered, I'm there in the midst. That don't mean nothing's happening. Because if you've got a lot of people that don't love each other, you've got a bunch of dead faith. Oh, mercy. I want to be rooted and grounded in love, nourished and fed. You know, a dead tree can stand for a long time. Down behind my house, Back where I hunt, some, there's a lot of trees. They're dead. No leaves, nothing, ever. And they've been there six years since we've been there. Their roots are in the ground, but nothing's feeding them. But the first big wind's going to come through, and before long they're going to be gone because they got no life. They're just drying up. Year by year they get a little more brittle, a little more unstable, and before long they'll be gone because they can't stand. That's what's going to happen to the church if we let that love wax cold. We're going to be grounded in knowledge, grounded in, in Scripture, things like that. We're going to have a head knowledge and things like that, and we're not going to have anything feeding us. I want the love of God to feed me. Oh, is it the last page already? Still doing good. Our word for this year was fulfill. And I said, when we talked about that the other night. I said that it's not just because we want God to fulfill. Sure, I want God to fulfill some things in my life, but God expects me to fulfill some things. Yeah, he does. So let me show you where the word fulfill is often connected at in Scripture. In Romans 13 and 10, it says, Agape worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, agape is the fulfilling of the law. Hard to get things fulfilled if we can't even have the love of God, if we can't even obey uh, loving our neighbor because love will work no ill. It will uh, love his neighbor. Love is the fulfilling of the law. James 2 and 8, if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well, if you fulfill. Galatians 5 and 40, 
5 and 14, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So there's some things God wants us to fulfill. He, I know, no, we're not under the law of Moses, but the royal law still applies. We must love one another. And finally, 1 Corinthians 13. There's a word used in 1 Corinthians 13, and the word is charity. It's used multiple times, and every single time is the Greek word agape. So Paul said, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not agape, I am become as sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries, all knowledge, and though I have all faith so I can remove mountains and have not agape, I am nothing. I can have the faith to do it, but it won't do it because I don't have that love, that agape of God. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I have given my body to be burned, have not agape, it profits me nothing. We can give and do and have works, and they won't mean anything at all. They won't account for anything if we don't have agape. Agape suffereth long and is kind. Agape envieth not. Agape vaunteth not itself and is not puffed up. It does not behave itself unseemly. It does not seek her own. It is not easily provoked. It thinks no evil. It rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. It beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Agape never faileth. He said, whether they be prophecies, they can fail. They can be tongues, they'll cease. And they can be knowledge, it'll vanish away. But agape, the love of God, never fails. It will not let you down. It will take care of you. In verse 13, Paul said, And now abideth faith, hope, agape, these three, but the greatest of these is agape, is love. Is the greatest one. Oh, I have great faith. Oh, I just need some hope. Well, if you've got the love of God, all that falls in behind it. When you have the love of God in your life, you're going to be okay. I don't want to be gifted and have no love. I don't have talent and no love. I don't want to have title and no love. I don't want to be pastor and have no love. I want to have the love of God because to be gifted and have no love is equal to being nothing in the kingdom. The agape love is unconditional. The love of this world is, is conditional. So that means I'm going to, you know, if it's unconditional, it's unwavering. Man, when you have the love of God and you, you'll look at every storm and every test and every trial and every situation and it won't move you. You will stand firm. You will stand strong. You'll stand the test because uh, you know, we live. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. That means there's got to be agape because faith worketh by love. In other words, I can't live this life without the love of God. But we walk by faith. I can't even walk without that love in my life. It don't mean anything. 
faith will always be tied to that love because without it, that love is the energy of faith. You can stand with me, honey, if you want to come on. In Mark 16, the Lord said, These signs shall follow them that believe. And so people might be quick to think all I have to do is believe. We see that happen because that's why they take John 3.16 and say, Oh, yeah, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. And they think all I've got to do is believe. But Jesus knows that any believer is going to be filled or should be filled with the Holy Ghost. He said that when he talked about the Holy Ghost being poured out in John chapter 7, he said, this he spake of the Holy Ghost, which them that believe should receive. He knows that if they receive the Holy Ghost, that the love of God should be shed abroad in their heart. And so when he says these signs shall follow them believe, he is uh, making the statement that true believers will have the love of God. People that preach Christ to hurt people, they don't have the love of God. People that get behind a pulpit and preach so they can hold people under their thumb, that ain't the love of God. Whip people and beat people and drive them away to demoralize them, to embarrass them. That ain't the love of God. But when you have that agape, that love, and you have that faith activated, it's going to change people's lives. So believers must agape if their faith is going to have power. So if these signs should follow them, believe we're going to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You got to love that person you're praying for. So I don't even know them. That don't mean nothing. Peter didn't love that or know that guy sitting at the gate, but he took him by the hand and said, in the name of Jesus Nazareth, rise up and walk because he had the love of God toward him. And so when you have the love of God toward people, when you have that agape toward people, that's where signs and wonders and miracles start taking place. And so belief alone is not enough. It's going to take the power of love to see things happen. As we go into this year wanting to see some things fulfilled, I pray that we will all pray and seek daily, God, let me have more of your love. Lord, baptize me with compassion so that I can make a difference in someone's life. Having compassion on some, making a difference, it makes a difference. Pray in the Holy Ghost and get that love flowing in your... Man, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you can't hate nobody. I don't care what they've done. You, you, it didn't mean you like what they did, but you can't hate them. As hard as you try, if you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you, you, you'll just be butting heads with the Spirit. Oh, I really hate them. No, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. We need the love of God, saints. We need the love of God. Let's come stand in the altar tonight, lift our hands for a moment, and just pray together. Ask the Lord to just baptize us fresh with His love and mercy. Pray in the Holy Ghost again. How long has it been since you prayed in the Holy Ghost? Pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Let the Holy Ghost, just let that love begin to shine in your heart again. Hallelujah. More power. More of you in my life. More love.
Scripture says, rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. But you won't rejoice with people you don't love. And you sure won't cry with people you don't love. But do you ever find yourself just looking, you maybe scrolling through your social media and you see someone that you're just friends with some way, something. You know, they, they, they're going through a tragedy and you find yourself begin to weep or cry. You know why? Because that's the Holy Ghost at work in you. Or you see somebody getting blessed, and you're like, man, that's so great. I know and you're excited about their news. You know what that is? That's the Holy Ghost. And so if, if we're going to rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep, we're going to have to love everybody <laughs> all the time. Have the love of God. Praise the Lord. Are you thankful for the love of God? Boy, I sure am. If it hadn't been for the love, if it hadn't been for the love, there wouldn't have been no lamb. If it wouldn't have been a lamb, wouldn't have been no sacrifice. Without the sacrifice, we wouldn't be here today. Praise God. I love you. Thank you for being in Bible study tonight. I hope this helped you and encouraged you. Looking forward to Sunday. Going to be a great church. Invite somebody. Go on out here and show the love of God. Invite somebody to church. Tell them, say, I know a place where you can be changed. I know a place where somebody will love you, and you'll, you'll be able to get better in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great night. Be safe. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you.